Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 26, 2016. A very happy Boxing Day to all of you. I know... Some of you celebrate Boxing Day. I don't even know what Boxing Day is. I'm not even 100% sure what Christmas is. I'm, I'm, I'm just a happy little Jew enjoying my Chinese food on December 25th every year. But a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Boxing Day, Happy Holidays, Happy whatever you decided to celebrate this weekend. It felt like a good weekend to celebrate because the Orlando Magic picked up a win on Friday over the Los Angeles Lakers but on and on and on and on and on. We got a lot to get to on this show. It is a super show of the Lockdown Magic Podcast. I have a few issues I want to get to, a few things I want to talk about today as we get started with this last week of 2016. And I think for many, it's good rinse. 2016 is on its way out. Uh, a brand new year. It did not start off well for the Magic, I'll tell you that much. And they're hoping for a better start with a difficult January coming up in 2017. But before we get going with... The Locked On Magic podcast today and all the fun stuff that I have planned for it. I want to say a brief word from our pals over at SeatGeek. The NBA season is in full swing, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person this season. There is nothing like being at the game for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it has never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house. Wherever you want to sit, whether that's courtside, the club seats, the upper level, the ozone, sitting at the Bud Light base, baseline bar, wherever you want to sit, SeatGeek is the place for you. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season or any event this season. 2017 is going to be a big year in Orlando sports. We got the Pro Bowl coming up at the end of January. We got WrestleMania coming up beginning of April. We got... NCAA tournament, first and second round, back at the Amway Center, coming up in March. And of course, before we get too far down the road, the Buffalo Wild Wings Citrus Bowl this Saturday, uh, December 31st, Louisville taking on LSU. No Leonard Fournette, but still should be a fun game. You can check out SeatGeek for tickets. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on when you shop, but SeatGeek will also find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. Best of all, with all those fun events coming up, I didn't even mention Orlando City opening up their new stadium first weekend of March, March 5th, I believe. They'll be playing host to the new NYC FC to open up, insert stadium name to, you know, insert stadium name here uh, over a couple blocks away from the Amway Center. That should be a fun, fun day. But my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get a $20 rebate. Download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter promo code L 
O Magic. And SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. Long-winded intro for a mega show of the Locked On Magic podcast. We got a game to recap over, for over the weekend. The Orlando Magic defeating the Los Angeles Lakers. We've got Christmas Christmas, Christmas wish list. Uh, so had one of our writers on Orlando Magic Daily write a Christmas wish list. We're going to go over that with the Magic are hoping to get in under their stockings as they head toward the second half of the season here. And finally, I did a, a fun segment over on Tuck and O'Neal talking about a lot of different issues with the Magic, but we'll wrap up the uh, Shaquille O'Neal jersey retirement issue that does seem to get people up in arms pretty quickly. But let's first start with the Magic's win over the Los Angeles Lakers, a 109-90 win over the Lakers, about the most complete and best performance the Magic have had in some time. Uh, They started off this game like gangbusters and just never really let go. Orlando blocked a franchise record nine shots in the first quarter. That's a franchise record for blocks in a quarter, a mark that had stood since Shaquille O'Neal's second season in the NBA. Nine blocks in the first quarter. Bismack Beyond, Serge Ibaka set the tone early, uh, according to according to several players. Biombo and Ibaka told the team in the huddle, you guys get into your man, be physical, we got the rim. And boy, did the Magic get the rim from the very first possession. Serge Ibaka came over from the weak side and completely swatted Timothy Mozgov's shot, completely out of bounds. Came he, Mozgov came back at Ibaka a little bit later on, another big swat. It was a block party, and that pun will never get old. The Magic just tore into the team. They blocked, I think, five of the first eight shots the Lakers took and just had the lead from there. Orlando shot the ball well. They moved the ball really well, even without Evan Fournier in the lineup. Uh, he had a bruised heel, uh, something that's, that's bo- that bothered him a bit last year. Uh, Magic got, gave him the night, or he took the night off, or, or they, they sat him out because of the injury. Um, and the Magic just kept building and building from there. They shot 50.6% from the floor, 11 for 27 from beyond the arc. Uh, did all the things that they have to do, and, and and especially coming off of Thursday's game, this was the kind of effort the Magic wanted to see to bounce back from such a disappointing effort in New York. Yeah, I mean, it's, like I said last night, we, we can't get out work two nights in a row. You know, I think one night is enough, and we've got to pick ourselves back up and, you know, come in and, and get it done. Obviously, they, they have been playing great offensive basketball. Uh, defensively, not so good. But for us, it was about coming back home and take care of business. And more than anything, it's just that we got to get back to establish ourselves as uh, a defensive team. And I think tonight we did a better job than we did last night, especially us big as I was honest with <laughs> with myself last night, we got our work, and I don't think tonight was the case. So That was certainly not the case Friday night as the Magic. Just, again, took control of the game and never let go. Orlando had as big as a 25-point lead. That was very that was actually pretty early in the first half. Uh, the Lakers did get the lead down to six. They, they did do a few things that caught the Magic a little bit off guard. Beginning of the third quarter, they, they created some turnovers, got back into the game a little bit, cut it under 10. Magic retook control. Got it back out, got got some stops, got out in transition, and scored. In the fourth quarter, uh, the Lakers went to a zone defense. Really caused the Magic to pause a little bit. It took them a while to figure it out. Got the lead down to six, but once the Magic figured out that zone defense, they broke it down, destroyed the Lakers. It was a six-point game maybe at about the seven or eight-minute mark of the fourth quarter. It was back up into the teens 
fairly shortly after that, and the game was essentially over. Big kudos to Alfred Payton. A big, big effort. 25 points, 9 assists, 11 for 16 shooting, made three three-pointers as well. Very aggressive, very confident with his shot. Uh, again, he... And, and well, I'll probably talk a little bit more about Alfred Payton later on this week, but he did a lot of the things that the Magic just need him to do in order for them to be successful. And, and when he's playing like he played on... Friday night, the Magic are A, a very difficult team to beat, and B, a very, very good team. I mean, I think with Peyton, these are the kind of games that just make you say, this kid can be really, really good. And and Peyton's been getting some growing confidence, and Vogel's shown a lot of confidence in him, uh, so a big game from him. Serge Ibaka, 21 points, 8 for 15 shooting, 11 rebounds. Bismack Biombo, 15 points, uh, 9 rebounds, I should mention. Ibaka, 5 blocks. Biombo, 3 blocks. Uh... Uh, as well in that game. Jody Meeks, 10 points, 3 for 11 shooting. Uh, I, I mentioned Peyton, Vucevic, 11, and C.J. Watson, 10 off the bench. The Magic, oh, I'm sorry, that's plus minuses. Uh, Alfred Payton, 25 points. Serge Ibaka, 19 points, 11 rebounds. Boy, I'm reading the wrong si- wrong side of the stat sheet here. Bismack Biombo, 8 points, 9 rebounds. Jody Meeks, 9 points on 3 for 11 shooting. DJ Augustin, 11 points. CJ Watson, Nikola Vucevic with 11 each again. And Alfred Payton, 25 points on 11 for 16 shooting. It's been a long, it's been a long day. I've been watching a lot of basketball today. So, excuse me if I, if I can't read just a little bit here. But, for me, the big, big takeaway from this game was that, yes, the Orlando Magic can still play some pretty darn good defense. And, and a defensive effort like this has been a long time coming for the Magic, they've struggled a whole heck of a lot to get stops consistently, to hold teams down uh, to, to low point totals. And for the first time in nearly a month, the Magic put in a strong defensive effort. We talked when the Magic went out on that road trip; they played some of the best defense that they played in several years. To be frank, um, they were they were looking like an elite defense, and they look like an elite defense again on Friday. For the first time since December 4th, that is the game against the Detroit Pistons, a 98-92 win, I think, over the Pistons, the Magic held an opponent under 100 points. And certainly, there are a number of different factors to that. The Lakers are were playing a back-to-back. They were on the uh, the final day of a, I think, 13-day road trip. Uh, Seven-game, 13-day road trip. You saw how they looked, uh, I would think. Christmas night against the Los Angeles Clippers, they looked a lot more energized being at home. They got a day off in their in their beds, just a, a chance to get settled back. Um, so you know they're they're not a necessarily a good team, but they're not necessarily a bad team either. They're certainly a much better offensive team than what they showed. Having said all that, though, you still got to play the game. You still got to play the defense, and you still got to do the work. And the Magic did the work. They they did all the things that they have struggled to do, frankly, for the last few years. And they performed at a high level defensively, and it was good to see the Magic bring that kind of level back defensively. Uh, starting with that first quarter where they got all those block shots, uh, and so the Magic began to look like themselves defensively for the first time in seemingly a very, very long time. Oh, it was big, you know. That's what we, you know, trying to hang our hats on, and it kind of slipped away from us over the last couple of weeks. So um, it was big for us to get out there and uh, put on a performance like that. Defensively, the Magic did put on. One of their best performances in in quite some time. The Lakers shoot 35.6% from the floor, 8 for 23 from beyond the arc. Uh, did get to the foul line a little bit too much, but 
that you know that if you're gonna pick pick nits, that's that's where you pick nits. 18 turnovers for 21 points for the Magic. Again, holding an opponent underneath 100 points for the first time since December 4th. So a big, big effort for the Magic defensively, and, and you could really tell the type of energy the Magic had, and, and maybe it was super powered by the block shots. I mean, as I mean, as as the Magic's as Alfred Payton really said, and I didn't play the clip, so I'll, I'll paraphrase what he said. He, Serge Ibaka and Bismack Biombo apparently got every when everyone was in the huddle after after starting lineups. They said, "Get into your man, play physical defense. We've got we've got the rim." And Serge Ibaka and Bismack Biombo, as Alfred Payton said, held up their end. They got the rim, and the Magic were a lot more aggressive defensively on the perimeter. And that you know, as Frank Vogel joked, you know, they had nine block shots at the rim, that means there are at least nine blow-bys. <laughs> um, so, you know, that coaches, coaches humor, of course, uh, for for the Magic uh, and, and Frank Vogel there. But in fairness, yeah, maybe he's correct on that. But at the same time, the Magic did play some very good defense. And you can always, I think, tell whether the Magic are playing good defense by how they help and how they rotate defensively. You'll see it, uh, I, I think, most prominently when... Uh, a guard does get past his man in a pick and roll. You'll see Nikola Vucevic is especially very good at this uh, this year. They get their hands up and they're kind of guiding the, the guard down toward the down toward the baseline and hoping that the point guard can recover or the, or the perimeter player can recover while still keeping contact with his man. But what's supposed to happen behind the big on those pick and rolls is the weak side wing is, or the, the weak side bit post defender is supposed to come over and slide over and guard the strong side big as he's rolling to the basket. That way, everyone is covered. It's kind of like a strong side zone. And for the last few weeks, that part of the Magic's defense has been very, very inconsistent. And that's a big reason why the Magic are struggling on the defensive end. Friday night, they did that. Aaron Gordon was particularly good about coming down and digging into the post from the weak side. That's that's a big part of the Magic's defensive scheme. Uh, and, of course, if, if the point guard then skips it to the weak side, you have enough time to recover and close out on a three. That's that's the idea behind the defense. Uh, it really worked, and the Magic played some stupend, some superb defense. I don't want to say stupendous, but superb defense. First time in a while playing that level of defense. Uh, and, of course, the next big question is, can they do it again? Can they get from their to the next game. I mean, that that seems to be the big question for the Magic is you just never know what team's going to come. But as for Friday night, the Magic did their job. They did it well. They played some some very strong defense, and they picked up a 19-point win, a very nice win for the Orlando Magic uh, on Friday, something that they can hang their hats on as they head into Monday's game against the always defensive-minded Memphis Grizzlies. Sorry, I won't have a, a complete preview here, but take it from me. The Memphis Grizzlies are still very good at defense. Marcus Gasol is playing some very good basketball. Mike Conley is back, and the Magic should have some revenge on their minds after completely blowing the game in Memphis on that road trip, preventing them from having a perfect road trip. Coming back from the Christmas break, we'll see if the Magic are refreshed and focused and ready to pick up this victory. But seeing as it is the holiday season, we did try to have a little bit of fun on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. If you Go on to OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find the Orlando Magic Daily Roundtable where we hand out our Christmas gifts and 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 say who's getting coal in their stocking and and ask you know which player we wish were, was home for the holidays and 
and all all the good good fun questions we have. But I did have one of our writers go ahead and make a Christmas wish list, and I just want to go over it real fast here to, to close up the holiday festivities. And as I alluded to earlier, the first thing on the Magic's Chris on the Magic's Christmas wish list, what they hope to get in their stocking this year was a touch of consistency. This Magic team has been maddening to watch in many respects because, frankly, you just don't know which team is going to show up each game. Is it going to be the good team? Is it going to be the bad team? I mean, I did a whole podcast on the good team and the bad team and the Magic and how the Magic exists as both of those teams. Is it going to be a team that plays really strong defense? Is it a team that's going to be a sieve? Is it a team that's going to be able to score a lot of points? Is it going to be a team that can't move the ball and everything gets stuck? Is it a team that's going to compete and be able to beat the best teams in the league? Or is it going to be a team that gets beat and blown out by 30 at home? The Magic have shown the capability to beat both of these teams throughout the season. And so the Magic need to figure out how to become one or the other of these teams, or at least begin to expect something from this team every night, something consistent every night. The Magic hope that it's their defense, of course. They hope that that's what eventually um, makes its way out of of this whole group that the Magic, the Magic are playing as. But they've got to become something. I mean, individual players have to become something. I mean, do we want to see Aaron Gordon take a step forward offensively, perhaps. We want to see Alfred Payton put up 25-point nights more often than not, or at least if he's not going to put up 25 points every night, a good 12-7, and seven, good 12-6, and six, 12. I mean, I think he's averaging 13-5. and five. You know, just to be able to count on something from him. Serge Ibaka the same way. Bismack Biombo the same way. Nikola Vucevic the same way. The Magic are trying to figure out what they can count on from their key players every single night. And, and more specifically, as a unit, every single night. Can they count on the team to play some strong defense? Can they count on the offense to move the ball on average 23, 24, 25 assists per night? Those are the big questions for the Magic. It's been, you know, ha- I don't want to say effort, but it's been, a, you know, it's been a lot of those questions that have come up about the Magic this year. Uh, and you just don't know what you're going to get from this team uh, every single night. And that's been, again, the big question for the Magic. Can they do it night to night? We just don't know what team is going to show up every night. And so if the Magic can play defense at a high level every night, they got every shot at making the playoffs. If they don't, if they continue down this path, and they've been about 500 for the month, actually, if you look at it. I think they started the, I think they started December four games, four or five games under 500. So they've been about 500 this month. At some point, they got to put together some wins. And to put together some wins, they've got to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, trying to move a little bit quicker through these. The second item on the Christmas wish list is, again, the return of the defense. Talked a lot about that and how they played Friday. The defense is absolutely critical to this team's success. Uh, I, I, despite the offense's strong play throughout the last three weeks, there have still been games where the Magic really struggled offensively. Uh, they struggled against Celtics. They obviously struggled against the Raptors. They've they've had games where they played really, really poorly. And if their defense was strong, they could withstand those poor offensive efforts. They've lost plenty of games this year, holding teams down to 90, 95 points. Those should be wins if they play offense the way they've been playing the last three weeks. They just got to figure out a way to put the offense and the defense together. And ultimately, I believe... The Magic's identity is on defense. That's where they want it to be, and that's what they want to accomplish this year. So we'll see if the Magic can get that under control. The final thing that that we would put on the Magic's wish list is a big, a true score on this team to help further 
cement this offense. And there's been a few that have been, you know, bandied about. There's there's already some trade rumors out there about the Magic talking with the Blazers and the Kings. At this point, I would just characterize, I would, I mean, without having direct knowledge of these conversations, I would characterize them as uh, initial at, at the early stages. I wouldn't characterize them as particularly serious. It's still very, very early in the trade process. There's still two months, there's still about two months to go before uh, before the trade deadline. It's February 23rd, I believe, is the trade deadline. Uh, so it's not time to really dive into the trade market and say, this is what's going to happen. This is where the Magic needs to go. They just need to be exploring things at the moment and then see where the rest of the season takes them. But it does seem like the Magic do need to go out and find a more consistent score to help buoy this offense. Maybe it is Evan Fournier, and I think Evan Fournier has been fairly consistent offensively. Maybe Serge Ibaka can continue to grow into that role. Maybe Alfred Payton is set to take some sort of leap midseason. We don't know. But the Magic do need to begin taking that step, and, and they might need to go outside the team to, to find it, especially if that, again, that first piece, the consistency piece, isn't there quite yet. So those are the three things that we think are on the Magic's wish list this Christmas, hoping to get some consistency, a return to their defensive principles, uh, and perhaps a, a star player in a trade to further cement this team's identity and give it a, a more stable ground to grow from. It does seem like, and Frank Vogel has admitted this, does seem like this Magic team has a very thin margin for error. As I said, this is a mega show of the Lockdown Magic Podcast, so I have three topics of discussion for you today. Actually, that this will make it four on the show. So uh, very merry. That's my Christmas gift to you is a longer locked on magic for your December 26th commute. Uh, if you have to work today, I think it might be Christmas day observe. I don't, I don't know. I'm so out of the loop on these things. I, I I'm on team. No days off the magic play. The Grizzlies on, on Monday. So I got, I got to work on Monday. Uh, but my final gift, uh, I joined uh, Tuck and O'Neill on sports talk, Florida, 1080 in Orlando. You can also Catch that in Ocala and I believe in Gainesville as well. So check out sportstalkflorida.com for your local radio station. They're on from 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. I joined uh, I joined Tuck and O'Neill on Friday to discuss the, I guess, the, the controversy now of uh, TNT and Reggie Miller telling, saying that the Magic need to retire Shaquille O'Neal's jersey. Uh, sparked lots of debate uh, on Orlando Magic Daily. I had one of our, one of our writers wrote that it's time to retire Shaquille O'Neal's jersey. I, of course, wrote a column over the weekend and, and spoke about it on Friday's episode of Locked On Magic. You can go back into iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all the fun places. You can download podcasts for our archives to listen to Friday's show where I discuss why I don't think the Magic need to retire Shaq or anyone's jersey at this point in time. But it, judging by the reaction I got to the column saying that it's time for the Magics to Magic to retire Shaq's jersey, and I certainly think there is a fair argument if the Magic retire jerseys to do that. People are still a little sore about it. They don't think that that they should retire or honor Shaq that way uh, because of the way he left. Um, I assume they say the same thing about Dwight Howard, even though he was here for much longer. But it's still a hot-button issue in Orlando, and so... Uh, I went on to uh, Tuck and O'Neill to discuss that. So uh, feel free to enjoy this clip from uh, Friday's episode of Tuck and O'Neill. This is really unexpected. I got the text last year from Tim Donovan. Said we're going to retire your jersey. I thought it was one of my boys pranking me. I was like, stop playing. And then I called Pat, and it was just a great moment. 
Dribble penetration, Lee back to Porzingis for three, and he makes it. KP catch and shoot three, and the Knicks are back up by 10. Credit the Knicks, they played a, a terrific basketball game. Um, you know, a step quicker, you know, to, to seemingly everything in the first half. And, um, you know, they outplayed it. No excuse, you got to come out and get wins. I mean, that's what the NBA is about. You know, there's no mercy league, and, uh, you know, the schedule hurt, you know, can hurt you at times. You got to play through that. You got to you got to compete and get get W's. Frank Vogel is the Orlando Magic basketball coach on the loser's side in the Garden last night, uh, this Christmas week. Last night uh, in Madison Square Garden, the Knicks beat Orlando 106-95. Uh, back at home tonight against the L.A. Lakers, who were in Miami last night, by the way, and in that is where you heard the Shaquille O'Neal comments uh, last night. Shaq's Heat jersey was retired. He made some statements about that. And during the broadcast, I have not heard those comments, but I'm told Reggie Miller made some unflattering remarks about the Orlando Magic. We'll talk about that and the Magic next. Uh, Eric Lopez in from Mike as we head into the Christmas weekend. Merry Christmas from all of us here at Florida Sports Talk, the team. Let's welcome our friend Philip Rossman-Reich. He covers the Magic for Orlando Magic Daily. Philip, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Happy holidays. Thank you. Same to you. Merry Christmas to you. Let's talk a little bit about the Magic. First of all, uh, were you surprised when you heard that the Miami Heat were going to retire the jersey of one Shaquille O'Neal? I I was definitely a little bit surprised. I mean, obviously he he won a title in Miami, and and that seems like a prerequisite, and there's their first title. So, I mean, certainly seemed like he had at least a case to have his jersey retired, but he spent only four years there. That championship was really kind of Dwayne Wade's championship, and not that O'Neal was insignificant to them winning, but it it, it didn't feel like a, a, a home run for them to retire, retire his jersey. I mean, when I think of the Miami Heat, I think of Wade, Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway. I don't even think they've retired Glenn Rice's jersey yet. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think O'Neal was definitely in the conversation. You could certainly make an argument, but, you know, I, di- I didn't know if it was about time for them to, for them to do it quite yet um you know maybe now maybe if there isn't a time maybe if there was a time it is now considering he just made it in the hall of fame when uh, when i heard that uh, shaquille o'neal's miami jersey was going to be retired my first response was three letters long it was wow really i mean i added the second (laughs) word there beyond the three letters and now i've heard uh, and Eric will talk about that as well. But I've heard Reggie Miller made some comments on a TNT, the TNT broadcast last night as it pertains to magic. I've not heard those. You and I, before we went on, talked about it briefly. But comment on that as what you understand his statements were. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was watching the magic game at the time, so I completely missed it. But someone alerted to me on Twitter. I saw some, some people transcribe it online. Uh, from from my understanding, Miller said that you know the the Magic were slacking horribly in not retiring his jersey, and uh, they're cursed because they don't understand how to appreciate their their star players. Uh, so it was, it was really kind of uh, you know I don't know if he said it kind of tongue in cheek or if it was you know kind of kind of some some real outrage over it. Yeah. Uh, but you know it, 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 now that the Lakers and the Heat have retired his jersey, it certainly does seem that the Magic are lacking. I mean, it, the one that I did see was in the afternoon around like 3 or 4 o'clock, the NBA on TNT Twitter account literally tweeted an image that showed all of Shaq's accomplishments with the, with the Magic, the, the Lakers and the Heat, and they had a jersey in, in the place for the Lakers and the Heat, and then a big question mark over the Magic's accomplishments. And it said, 
your turn, Orlando, at Orlando Magic, like literally tweeting at the Magic. So I, I don't know what's going on. It, it could be playful. It could be kind of tongue-in-cheek, or it could be like kind of a statement of like, what, what the hell is going on here? Philip, I watched it live because I was flipping back and forth between the Magic game and the Heat-Lakers game, and, and it was during the quarter. And, and for people that may not have seen it, Shaquille was guest commentary for the night. He was him, Kevin Harlan, and Reggie Miller. And let's be honest, Reggie Miller, not the most popular analyst around basketball circles anyway. I like him a lot. You do like him, yeah. but there's a lot of people that don't because he tends to you know, kind of speak his opinion there that rubs people the wrong way. And I think last night he did that because he talked about the elephant in the room that why haven't Orlando... What was the tone when he, he was, said it? He was pretty adamant, like very fired up about it. And Shaq was trying to downplay, like, no, you know, they don't retire jerseys. They put me in the Hall of Fame. Well, that's that's my point. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing that people have to be reminded about beyond this marketplace is the Magic have, instead of utilizing the retired jersey, is a Hall of Fame of which Shaq is one of the... A few members who yes. have been uh, identified, right? Correct. Yes, and so, but Reggie went on to say that he should retire his jersey and a statue, which I thought was kind of funny. I thought of you, Jerry, because you were for years used to say Daryl Armstrong should get a statue uh, for Orlando. But that so that came out for about a two three minutes during the. By game. By the way, I did, yes. and I still would have held to that. As I said, <laughs> the, the contributions that Daryl Armstrong made over a lengthy period of time. Uh, after, sure. you know, the fallout of the Shaq and uh, Penny era, uh, you know, was right. where, where I drew that. As far as it's pretty obvious, at least at this hour, the Magic don't plan on any radical change as it regards Jersey retirement. Right, Philip? Yeah, it, it doesn't seem that way. I mean, I think when they, when they created the Hall of Fame, I think uh, I think a couple of us asked, you know, would the Magic ever consider retiring jerseys? And Alex Martins at the time said, you know, we thought about that for the 25th anniversary season and devised a criteria to, to figure out who should have their jersey retired, and no one has met that criteria yet. And they haven't divulged what that is, whether it's, you know, whether it's just simply on-court accomplishments, you know, certainly some off-court impact on the community. And probably the missing piece is championships because – while the Magic do have this Hall of Fame, you know, objectively, yeah, the Magic should probably retire Shaquille O'Neal's jersey. I mean, he would he be first? Much, I'm sorry. Would he be first? Um, I mean, possibly. I mean, I, I mean, if the ordering matters, you know, maybe you do a fan favorite like Nick Anderson first. Because I know when I talk about Shaquille O'Neal's legacy, I, I know I did. I, I wrote some stuff about him when he entered the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, he's pretty much he's essentially the first. Magic player to be inducted into the into the basketball Hall of Fame. Um, I, I, I people still feel very emotional about O'Neal in a negative way. I mean, I think I think Magic fandom is, is still pretty split on whether to accept O'Neal back into the fold or to reject him. And I think the Magic kind of recognized this and said, you know, we're we're not at a place where we're retiring jerseys yet because if we retire Knicks, we got to retire Shaq. We got to retire Penny. We got to retire T Mac. I mean, they're not ready to go right. down that rabbit hole right. quite yet. I would say, even if even if objectively, yeah, they probably should have their jerseys up in the Raptors if, if that's the direction the Magic wanted to go. Yeah, now, to me, it's kind of crazy because if you look at the history of sports regarding the franchise, it's all individual on how they handle uh, a retirement of jerseys or choose not to. Right? Absolutely, and I and I think the way the Magic have decided to honor their history with the Hall of Fame, with, with some of the other things they do during games, I think is pretty pretty good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too upset. I think, I think there's just this idea that the culture in the NBA is to 
retire jerseys. This is just what every team does. I actually looked this up today. Uh, every team except for the L.A. Clippers and the Toronto Raptors have retired at least one jersey. And the only jersey the Magic have retired is number six for the fans. Uh, so it, it is a bit of an outlier and an anomaly that the Magic have not retired a jersey. I mean, it's been 28 years. They've obviously had impact players. And, you know, I would argue that there is a Mount Rushmore plus one of players who, you know, if the Magic were to go down this path, very clearly have a strong case to have their jerseys retired. Uh, the Magic just haven't decided to do that, and that's perfectly okay. I mean, it's, there, there might be some cultural backlash, obviously, from, from people like Reggie Miller who think that this is the way things should be done. But the Magic have decided to do something different. They've honored Shaquille O'Neal. They brought him back to, to see the fans and, and talk to the media and, and be honored permanently inside the Amway Center. And, uh, and, then, and for me, that's enough. For the Magic, that's enough. Maybe not for everybody else. And I agree with everything you've said, and I think part of this is because Shaq just got inducted to the Hall of Fame, so everybody's honoring him in their own way. But are you concerned of a backlash, even though Reggie Miller is a colleague, he's a former player, are you concerned that maybe this is the perception, fair or not, from maybe players that are currently playing about the Magic organization, because and it could affect them free agent-wise or, or in down the future? You know, I don't know if it goes goes that far as to, as to affecting them free agent-wise. I mean, I think Shaq has said some good things. I mean, he's ever since he retired, at least, he said good things about the DeVos family. He said good things about the Magic organization. I mean, he had that line when he came in for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony saying if he could do it over again, he wouldn't have left Orlando to begin with, um, that he would have uh, stayed, stayed with the Magic and he was just a little immature and got a little prideful. I mean, however much you want to believe that, it's fair game. But he's, he's said very good things about Orlando since leaving, you know, he could have decided, I mean, the Magic weren't going to put him in the Hall of Fame without him being there to accept it. So he could have, you know, balked and, he could have balked and said, no, I'm not coming unless you retire my jersey. He didn't do that. He came for the Hall of Fame ceremony. He came to be recognized that, that evening. Uh, I believe it was against the Pistons, actually, uh, two years ago. So he's clearly okay with how the Magic have decided to honor him, at least in, in this way. So, I mean, I think it's just a kind of, you know, I, I hate to say it, it's kind of like a, a cultural perception of people saying this is the way you honor players deviating that from that gets you some criticism, but I don't think it'll affect the magic moving forward as far as attracting free agent players. I mean, more than anything, agents will tell them like, Oh, this is how the magic. Elo, you, you don't really think Elo that a free agent would, uh, void Orlando because we don't hang up jerseys. You just never know. I'm just curious. I mean, that's a former player, Reggie Miller, that's would just come well, out and say that. I can't imagine he's the only one the, who would feel that way. The interesting thing in looking up, 25 teams in the NBA, including the Magic hanging in their rafters, uh, jersey number six, in support of the fans, the sixth man. I'll remind you, in the NFL, there's a team that plays in Dallas that has a ring of honor, but they right. don't have any retired jerseys. Right. The Boston Celtics at some point may have to go to the alphabet. They have retired so many jerseys. Obviously, they won so many championships during the Red Auerbach era. But I, I think it's uh, gossip more than yes. anything else. And, and like you say, Shaq was honored here by the Magic, put into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame, and sp- speaks glowingly about both his days here and his relationships with people here. Yeah. And as much as others may want to speak on his behalf, right. 
uh, it won't have any influence. And, and for the record, to clear up, Shaq was very uh, complimented the magic during the broadcast. It wasn't like he, you know, he agreed with Reg or anything like that. He complimented the DeVos family, Alex Martins, during the broadcast. So I think that's important to clear that up, Philip. Let's move on to the current team. I don't think there's any contenders right now on the current roster that have their jerseys up. Uh, <laughs> burned more than a yeah. ton. <laughs> Uh, Philip Mikkel Vucevic is going for that lifetime achievement. That's award. right. Um, can, have you figured this team out yet? Because I can't figure this team out. I I, I thought this was going to be a defensive type team, and it and it has, and it hasn't. I mean, ha, can you put your finger on this team here? Because we're, we're we're now going close. We're almost at the halfway point here. Yeah, we are thirty one games in, and I and I I don't have a handle on this team. I think. Sunday, Frank Vogel admitted he doesn't have a handle on this team. I think he joked at one point he wouldn't want to be Rob Hennigan because Vogel can't figure out what this team needs either. And, uh, yeah, they, they game to game, quarter to quarter, play to play, you just don't know what you're going to get from this team. I mean, they've had some good moments. They're starting to figure some things out offensively. You know, maybe the rotation is starting to, to clarify itself a little bit, but just something still feels off about them. You never know when they're going to have that complete dud of a game. The defense just has not uh, has not um, figured itself out yet. They had that nice eight nine game stretch, and then the ball the, the force just dropped out from under them. And now they're you know kind of a below average defensive team, even with all the defensive talent that they have. And it's just it's tough to figure out who this team is. And of course, in, you know more than anything, they're just kind of an inconsistent team. That's that's who they are as much as anything. And so. You don't know what you're going to get. And, of course, for a team trying to make the playoffs, inconsistency is probably the the biggest enemy. The reality is is that, uh, you know, there are a lot of sad uh, teams, when I say that as far as record-wise, in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. We've seen that in years past. But the Magic at 13-18, and 18, uh, Atlanta's a game under 500 with the eighth-best record overall. Uh, we also know this. A year ago, with the roster that was, the Magic were 19 and 13 through the calendar year 2015 into 2015 16. As soon as January hit, they started a road trip and it turned out disastrous the entire month. Now, the same thing with this year's schedule. Uh, the Magic, of course, host the Lakers tonight. They've got two more home games and then they're going to play eight of their next ten on the road, including the lengthiest road trip of the year, the six-game West Coast swing, so that a month down the road, we're going to know whether this team is still, uh, you know, even capable of making a run at the postseason, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, I think the next two months uh, for the Orlando Magic are probably some of the, probably the two biggest months in, in the franchise's history. I mean, I think the team's going to, find out, A, if they can still make the playoffs or not, and B, that's going to affect what they do at the deadline, which will which will probably set the franchise's future for the next three, could set the franchise's future for the next few seasons on what they decide to do, whether they push in some chips, take in some long salary to, to just make the playoffs and say that they're a playoff team for at least a, a year, or they say, this isn't working, we've got to figure out something new to do, and maybe sell off some assets to, to, to position themselves for the next, for the next few seasons as well, at least for this offseason. So the, the Magic have got to make their push pretty soon. And the good news is for Orlando, yes, that road trip looks daunting, but Orlando's 500 on the road. They're, they're, the, they're the only team in the league right now that is 500 or better on the road and less, less than 500 at home. So maybe going on the road is actually a good thing for this team. They seem to play better on the, ro- on the road. And so, uh, you know, 
I always look at the road trips, the December road trip and the January road trip as the, as the two times we really learn a lot about this team. When they went on that big road trip in December, they really discovered their defensive identity and, and played probably their best basketball of the season. Maybe that can happen again in January. Maybe they'll rally together being on the road for so long, going up against uh, some, some, dif- some difficult teams, but it seems like a very manageable West Coast road trip. Uh, but the Magic got to make their run soon because decisions have to be made, uh, and this team is, is really desperate to, to make a playoff push right now. We'll leave it at that. Our, our, our thanks for you joining us here on the eve of uh, the Christmas weekend. Enjoy your holidays uh, and Merry Christmas. We'll look forward to reading your work and uh, talking with you from time to time. He's at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Philip Rossman Wright. Thank you, Philip. No problem. Thanks for having me on. We are tucking O'Neill Elo in from Mike here at Florida Sports Talk, the team. And again, my thanks to Eric Lopez and Jerry O'Neill of Tuck and O'Neill. Eric filling in for, for Mike Tuck. On Friday's episode, you can listen to Tuck and O'Neill on Sports Talk Florida, 1080 a.m. in Orlando. You can also hear them on SportsTalkFlorida.com. I believe they're now in Ocala. They might be moving up to Gainesville as well if you're outside the Orlando area. And if you're outside the Orlando area anyway, SportsTalkFlorida.com. From 3 to 6 p.m. every Monday through Friday, you can listen to Tuck and O'Neill. We hit a lot of different stuff there. I hope it's some good food for thought for this mega episode of Locked On Magic. And of course, you can follow the Locked On Magic podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook by searching Locked On Magic. You can also follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can go back into our archives and hear that great episode about the good te- the good magic and the bad magic from last week. You can also hear my thoughts on the Shaquille O'Neal jersey retirement issue on Friday's episode of Locked On Magic as well as all the other great, all the other episodes we did. You can download us on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all the fun places you can download podcasts. We do appreciate all the comments and rankings. Uh, it does help us climb the rankings. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to leave us a ranking. A five-star review does help us uh, get noticed and climb the iTunes rankings so that uh, more people can share the love for Locked On Magic as well as the Orlando Magic. That will do it for me today. Mega episode of Locked On Magic. Thanks for sticking with us. I hope everyone had a very, very happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, anything that you celebrated this weekend. I hope it was joyous and at least restful and relaxing. We got another fun weekend coming up next week, another fun holiday weekend. That's always that's a, that's the best time, part of this year is, is we get we get some days off of work. I don't, but but you probably do. Uh, appreciate all the listens. Uh, throughout the 20, 2016 year calendar year. I'm sure I'll say that again more cleanly later on this week. I hope everyone enjoyed the basketball on Sunday as well. as a great day of NBA basketball. And the Magic are back in action at the Amway Center against the Memphis Grizzlies. 7 o'clock will be there with a complete recap on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. 
Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.